This segment of the Bill Bunkley Show is brought to you by the Word of Life Bible Institute. Good afternoon. It is Friday afternoon. Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show. It is Thursday, isn't it? You know where my mind is at. I'm going camping this weekend with Zach on Trail Life. So, uh, well, you know, we're doing Tuesday on Thursday. We're keeping Thursday on Thursday with Dr. Wicks, and I'm just thinking it's Friday. So you know how burned out I am this week. Hey, welcome back to our show. That's one thing I know. I'm here in Tampa on the I-4 corridor and uh, looking outside. looks like a beautiful sunset. I don't see a cloud in the sky, and so this is why we live in Florida. Well, today we're going to do a couple of things. Uh, We're going to get started right away with our Theology Thursday segment. Dr. Marshall Wicks is joining us from the World Life Bible Institute in Hudson. And we have Fernando Suspedes is going to be with us uh, bottom of the hour for our normal Tuesday visit uh, with the uh, Family Focused Insurance Solutions. Got another great testimony about why you don't want to procrastinate about choosing the right coverage for your Medicare. Well, Look, I tell you what, it was a roller coaster. I'm still probably a couple of days. We went broadcasting live all night. I basically slipped out about 4 in the morning. Uh, the captain took it all the way into 6 o'clock. And uh, even today, my experience is uh, I really didn't have a feeling going into the election night. I, I didn't think that it was going to be a blowout. Didn't know if Trump could pull it out. Didn't know if Hillary was going to prevail. And so um, I can tell you, if you're like me, uh, there was a lot of emotions. You had some adrenaline, maybe, as this thing was coming in for a landing. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, now that the – now it's over. So so what do we do now? I know I heard something kind of funny, Dr. Wicks, and that was uh, – I guess the, the movie was The Candidate. It was Robert Redford many years ago or – or what was that? What was the movie? I, I, yeah, it may have been the name. I kind of remember the something candidate like that. where he had this hard fought thing and he wasn't supposed to win. He fought and he fought and he won. And there's a scene where it's either his wife or his staff. And he looks over and he goes, hmm, well, what do we do now? Yeah. <laughs> and you kind of maybe get the, you know, Donald Trump did not allow anybody to do any planning for transition, inauguration. I'm telling you, they started. Hillary started a month ago. He started two days ago. So now we have that moment. <sighs> well, well, the Donald's going to be the president. So uh, what do we do after the election? And uh, more importantly, those of us who are followers of Christ, we have additional responsibilities and the principles and, and the leadership of our king, which is King Jesus. So what are we supposed to do now? Well, I think the first thing we have to do is realize that we didn't win anything. I, I mean, this is th- this was an important election for us, but it was always for secondary reasons because uh, we we chose a side based on positions, based on policies, and uh, what was happening in our country a lot was that. Christians were being put more and more in a box and our ability to reach out into the community, to speak freely in the community uh, was beginning to erode. And uh, it's amazing. 81%, I think, of evangelicals who voted, and it was a huge number this time around, uh, voted for Trump. And even in the Catholic community, it switched around and it was significantly higher, I think about 56%. 
And sometimes we four, have four out of five white evangelicals voted for Donald Trump. Yep. And the turnout numbers rival 2004. Uh, and that was when evangelicals rallied against a guy by the name of George W. Bush. R- rallied with him. Yeah. And actually, the numbers were higher from what I understand that he that Trump actually got a higher turnout this time around. And it obviously wasn't because Trump is such such a stellar example of, of a of a good Christian uh, man, so to speak. I mean, he could very well be saved. There are rumors going around with that. But the, at that, at this point, it was that wasn't the deal. We we were in this because he was promoting those things that are dear to our hearts. Uh, I think abortion being one of them, but but also freedom of speech and the ability to uh, run our churches independent, to keep our tax-free statuses, and, and that affects schools and a lot of other things. But we we should never forget that that isn't the battle that we're in. We're in a spiritual war. The, the battle that we fight is for tearing down spiritual fortresses, and, and maybe at this point we did in some... Uh, uh, some way affect a political fortress. But, you know, the Great Commission says go into all the world and preach the gospel. And preaching the gospel effectively is why we, we get involved in politics. We, it, It's not an end in itself. It, it's only a way of keeping those channels open. Uh, we do things like go into prisons and preach, and, and that would that would get restricted. Preaching on street corners— uh, you know, there are some places that our guys have been arrested for doing that. And, you know, they eventually get out, but you get someone with a chip on their shoulders, and the next thing you know, our ability to share the gospel, to talk to people. You know, I could see a time when it would be illegal to proselytize people. So as as we went into this, we we understood that this was just, you know, one part of what we need to continue to reach people effectively for a Jesus. A tool in the toolbox. That's right. Among many tools. Yes. But we, we sometimes mix it up with an end in itself. And we get, you know, at the end of a fight, whether you win or lose, if you lose, you get depressed and want to go home and soak your head. If you win, you get so excited. It's it's like, we did it. We did it. We did it. And, and you go home and sit in your chair and you think to yourself, wow. What an awesome victory. But if we don't use it wisely, if if we don't take advantage, God gives us opportunities. Life is about opportunity. And this election was an opportunity to keep a door open, just one door maybe. So what you're saying, this victory is not the main thing, right? That's right. Well, we gotta, what is the main thing? The, the main thing is reaching out into our communities and touching people. For Jesus Christ. And, it, and if we get too uh, victorious, you know, raising the fist in your face type. Of, and I've heard a couple, you know, people on like that who were just it, it's it wasn't. They said something I know a wrong. few. I know a few. <laughs> and, uh, and probably more than a few. These are people we need to reach. The, these are people that that God wants us to find an opportunity to share the good news with them, that Jesus Christ can give real life to people can give us give us something that matters something that that isn't in a four year box because four years from now all of a sudden 
people are going to wake up and we're going to be, you know, getting all excited about this uh, all over again. But those years in between, did we use them wisely? Did we keep the main thing the main thing? I want to talk about that main thing. You know, um, Jesus, uh, some of his final words, were talking about uh, what we know today as the Great Commission. And I, and I want to talk about that. And I also want you to address, you know, a lot of times when we vote, even as Christians, it's wrong. But we vote out of self-interest. Some way we start processing how of these two candidates, what's best for me? And I want you to also address that, uh, you know, if we purely now, if it's self-interest because it's God's principles that mm-hmm. we want, that's one thing. But oftentimes, you know, this may favor this and there's there's this private game. So talk about what we're really supposed to be doing and center everything around, say, this great commission. And then uh, Scripture has something to say about when we get out there with these self-interest uh, agendas. Yeah. In Philippians chapter two, verses one through four. It talks about have this attitude, the same attitude that Jesus had, who considered everyone else more important than himself. And he did the things, you know, if if it wasn't for the church and how we promote it, if people look back at history, you know what they might say? They, they Did you see that cover they put out mistakenly with a picture of Trump and loser written across it? You know, that's how people would look at Jesus. Blood running down his, his forehead, nails in his hands, people walking by, mocking him, wagging their heads at him. And it's very easy from the world's point of view to to see things in, in, a, in a self-centered way. Look, what did he get out of it? But the question isn't, what did Jesus get out of it? The question is, what did he give because of it? What mm. What did... What did we get out of it? And I think we're going to have a better country. I, I think we're going to have better opportunities. I, I think that the door is open for another couple of years uh, for for the gospel to be preached openly, freely, for us to have a place in the market. You know, they, even shutting down the Internet and, and those types of things, all of those things can be used by Satan, and not, not just to keep say, pornography off. Remember, the guy who's going to try to stop pornography may turn around the next day and stop religion. Absolutely. So, you know, even though we're we're, we're fighting for what we see as uh, our great opportunities, we do have to keep in mind that uh, the whole world is under the power of the evil one. And, you know, all we get are opportunities, little doorways here and there, little opportunities. And we've got to see this as an opportunity. And over the next few years as churches, we need to be reaching out into the community. We need to be touching lives. We we ought not to be dividing ourselves by political allegiance, uh, but we we ought to be thinking in terms of how can Christ help this person? And we're going to take a break. But when you're talking issues, you know, if we are pro-life, be able to explain why you're pro-life. Talk about uh, Psalm 139. If you are um, a proponent of uh, biblical definitions of marriage, talk from a biblical standpoint, uh, because these are these are opportunities to have discussions that lead to who Jesus Christ really is. That's the main thing. The Great Commission is the main thing. 
And, uh, boy, just, just really refreshing yourself about Philippians 2, 1 to 4 would be very, very advantageous. Going to take a break right now. More of Theology Thursday, more with Dr. Marshall Wicks. And uh, we've got a tour coming up, the Magi Tour, which is going to be a one-night event live at the Word of Life Bible Institute on December the 9th. We'll talk about that and uh, a little bit more about uh, what to do when uh, you get agitated with somebody or you're going to judge somebody and uh, that little teaching about, okay, all right, well, you without sin, you you go ahead and jump in there with that, that uh, that first stone. Oops, we'll talk about that more in a moment. I'm Bill Bunkley with Dr. Marshall Wicks. Don't go away. We'll be right back. What can you say to the Jehovah's Witness at your door? Pathway to Victory wants you to have a booklet that compares 16 religions, sects, cults, and other new religious groups side-by-side from a Christian point of view. Written by Pastor Robert Jeffress, our gift to you. Log on to our station website. Use the keyword Pathway. You'll also be entered to win a tour of Israel with Pastor Jeffress. Log on. Go to letstalkfaith.com and enter the keyword Pathway. Let's talk faith.com keyword pathway. Licensed in all states. Product availability varies. Agents may be compensated on enrollment. Michael Stahl is my guest. He's the vice president of Health Markets. Health Markets is trying to make this crazy Medicare system easier to understand. Would you explain how it works? So Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save their money. Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options out there, it can be confusing. So my advice is to don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to help find a plan it may cost less it may cover more with lower co-payments more choices like dental and vision care and the freedom to see the doctors you choose best of all medicare assistance is free our licensed agents can do the work for you making the process really easy the medicare enrollment deadline is only weeks away so it's important to act now call health markets today for your free medicare assistance call 800-246-3290 that's 800-246-3290 800-246-3290 this marketplace minute is brought to you by the christian businessmen's connection hello i'm lee truax president of cbmc think for a minute as to where you are on the kingdom building continuum Let's say on one end you're a tourist, and on the other end you're an ambassador. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 5.20 that as believers we are all ambassadors for Christ. And if you have a job, CBMC regards you as a marketplace ambassador. The defining question is, how effective are you? And are you embracing Colossians 3.23, where we're encouraged to work willingly at whatever you do as though working for the Lord? If there's something stirring in you, it might be a longing to be a more effective marketplace ambassador. To learn more, go to cbmc.com forward slash radio. That's cbmc.com forward slash radio. This Marketplace Minute has been brought to you by the Christian Businessmen's Connection. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. I'm Jessica, a scheduling assistant with Mr. Sparky. Mr. Sparky, electricians will arrive at your home in a fully stocked truck. We like to call our warehouse on wheels with over 16,000 inventoried pieces. So at Mr. Sparky, we are there to get the job done the right way, right away. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. 
planning in advance. Necessary conversations with Glenn Jones. I have a special guest, Reverend Dr. John A. Evans. Brother Johnson, I can honestly testify that your product is certainly relevant, needed. It's a holistic ministry approach. But then you and your company and your wife have such a giving spirit. Listen to Planning in Advance, Necessary Conversations, Saturday mornings right after Ask an Attorney on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Welcome back. It is Theology Thursday with the Word of Life Bible Institute's Dr. Marshall Wicks joining us this afternoon talking about uh, where do we go from here after this uh, very contentious election, especially as we are out sharing Christ in neighborhood. Just want to tell you real quick that uh, we've got the um, the Magi tour coming up on the campus of the Word of Life Bible Institute. That's going to be December the 9th. Uh, that's a Friday night, and uh, it's geared toward the young people. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it, it's a very different kind of Christmas production. Some of you may have uh, attended in different years. It, it, it's it got upbeat music, and it's really a looking back at those events uh, from someone at the cross. I, I don't want to give away any of the—but but it's— the music is very much geared for young people. Word of Life, uh, we have a number of adult-type ministries, the Conference Center and that, but uh, around the world, uh, we are called to reach young people, reach teenagers, reach college-age students. And so that's what this program is is geared towards. We usually do it a couple or three times in the Tampa area, but this year we're only going to have one uh, presentation, and that will be Friday night uh, December the 9th, 7.30. And uh, if you'd like to come, just I, it's a, an Eventbrite uh, uh Just go activity. to Eventbrite.com, register for Eventbrite, and put in the Magi, yeah. Magi Tour. Or, or you can go out to wordoflife.edu and do a search for it, and they'll probably have to tell you how to get to it from there. Or even better yet, tune in next week, and we'll <laughs> B- B- Bill will be great. We'll get double the audience uh, next right. week, we'll and uh, we can attention uh, build. Yeah, I'll I'll have all the all the particulars down. But uh, it's just a great opportunity, particularly the gospel is preached. We we make it a point to to present the gospel in each and everything that we do. Because as we said in the first part of this, we want the main thing to be the main thing. We want great music. We want great governments. We want mm-hmm. we want everything to be great, but we only want it to be great because it gives us an opportunity to share with people just the awesome, awesome salvation that Jesus Christ is freely offering to anyone who wants to take him up on it. And that that's why we're here. That That's... That's not just why Word of Life is here or uh, Faith Talk 570-910 is here. We're here because the world needs us. We are the light and we are the salt of the earth. And some of us are reaching young people and some of us are reaching prisoners and some of us are reaching out through government and, and other things like that. 
but we all have the same focus when it comes right down to it because every single person on this planet will head in one direction when they die. Mm -hmm. And we just want to make sure that as many of them as possible (laughs) head to that that future that God has prepared for those who uh, have a proper relationship with him. Mm. Well, we're seeing people in the streets that are angry. They're seeing people in the streets that uh, are, are going to be protesting. Who knows where this will lead? Is this a few-day event? Is it a multi-day? We're talking about uh, staying in the spirit after the election. Um, sometimes you feel like getting mad. Sometimes you feel like throwing things. But uh, what about uh, what about throwing stones? Talk about that. Well, you know, I... I wish I could lead by example sometimes, but it does get frustrating. It's it's like, you know, before this, they all they all thought Trump was going to lose. So they're saying, you know, all the Trump supporters are going to be uh, they're going to be misbehaving. They're going to be doing this thing and that thing. And, and it turns out, you know, the tables turn and it's chaos in some cities. And it's it's like sometimes I want to skin up, stand up, pull up my hair. And uh, but you know what? The Bible's very clear that that getting even isn't the appropriate thing to do. In, in Matthew chapter 5, he says, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But, but I say to you, listen, if someone smacks you on one side of the face, turn the other cheek. We, we don't get anywhere by alienating people. We, we don't, you know, if people hate us, they're not going to listen to us. So we have to make it a point to be as as loving and kind and outreaching uh, as we can. And and we have to understand that when you live in darkness, it's, you know, there there are, there's nothing else there to, to give you joy, to give you purpose, to give you meaning in life. When you have Jesus, you have it all. But we live in a world that needs what we have so badly. And we don't want to hurt our testimony. We don't want to hurt our ability to reach out because people look at us and think, well, you guys are just uh, Trump supporters. You're just Republicans or you're just Democrats or you're just Hillary supporters. And we, we sometimes begin to characterize people and and we dress them in funny clothes. We look at them and, and we don't see a person who needs Jesus Christ. We see a person who we think of as an enemy. But Jesus said, listen, if you can't love your enemies, you don't really love anyone. Mm. You know, <clears throat> this is a good time for us to sort of check our emotions. And um, I know that for myself, uh, it's all it was all about opposing many of Hillary Clinton's policies. Um. And because in my mind we had two uh, morally flawed candidates in different uh, categories, uh, and again we, you know, to a lesser extent, uh, I've always told people each each election year we're not we're not voting for your senior pastor, no. we're not voting for the chairman of the deacons, we're not we're not adding a, an extra three apostles to to the list. No, these are people who are going to be put in a secular position to be ministers over us. So, talk a little bit about the fact that. Um, I think for for, really for most of us, what I tried to drive home for weeks and weeks and weeks, this was an election about policies and not against people. Yeah, I'd, and w- we talked about this, I think, earlier in the season. The problem is it gets personal too quickly. 
Um, and and I, it, it's like we talk about it, we know it shouldn't happen, but it does. It, it's, you know, we're called deplorables or we're called, you know, these things. And I think the press in many ways has made this, you know, they turned it into a personal, uh, more so than any other election I can remember, you know, where where we have all of Hillary's flaws on display and all of Trump's flaws on display. And and I don't think any of us would like a movie of our lives projected up for all the world to see. We uh, wouldn't want our emails or private conversations, no. our times of frustrating with some frustration to someone else, something you mentioned to your wife or your children because of uh, a clear offense, maybe where you work or somebody written. We all don't want to do that, but... Even Boy, things we did when we were young. I mean, I, I, it was like I was a bad kid. <laughs> I didn't treat the neighbors. Just be glad they didn't have uh, instant uh, Facebook Live and, and everything yeah, else because yeah. you, you would have had a little different uh, resume out there, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. All, the, all the friends would be out there with their phones. And, and you can't make it. You know, this is – we have to keep it as an objective thing or a matter of things. It's not people – that 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 we're voting against it's it's policies and if if you can keep those two things separate you you can begin to love the people even though we're opposed to their policies it you know to to hate someone who uh, commits a sin you know it's like who's going to throw the first stone who's going to pick it up we, uh, are are we just going to go around and and start deciding who ne- who we should witness to who who deserves to be saved that we're we're going to start to make these decisions um that can't happen and as soon as it gets personal i think we lose touch with our spiritual responsibility it's not the spirit of god that's working in us then it's the spirit of of man and we all have those spirits our our old nature is not on vacation mm. <laughs> it's mm. at work constantly so We've got to be able to sort those things out. And, you know, as we look ahead, I didn't have this uh, written down, but, you know, one of the things that, that's happened leading up to this election are times of prayer. You know, there have been great prayer calls, and I, I've been involved in some of them. And, and on Monday, many Christians fasted and prayed. But we can't stop doing that. It, it's more important that we pray now for the people that are in leadership than praying for them before they were in leadership. They need, they need, they need God's leadership. They need good men around them right now more than they ever have in the past. And so, you know, let's not stop praying mm. for, for leadership simply because the election's over. We, we ought to redouble our efforts and, and call out to the Lord to ask him to, to give these men wisdom, to help them, uh, see beyond the immediate, because it, sometimes it's not what happens tomorrow that's going to be the 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 problem we face. It's what's going to happen three years from now, five years. You know, from talking now. about that, we got about a minute left, and I want to get this last point in because we're, we're talking about we voted against the policies and not the people. So as we're really looking forward, it's easy to like right now think, "Ah, oh, we won the election. Everything's all good." You know, we, we make the mistake to make decisions based on the physical world yeah. and not the spiritual world. And so 
Um, talk about this going forward as far as what is some wisdom or what is one point of wisdom that would help us as uh, we're looking forward because uh, God has a, has a plan that's always been sound. Yeah, I, I love what Paul says in Second uh, Timothy chapter 2. He says, he says, be like the soldier. Hope for the best. You know, I don't think soldiers want to go to war. We, we don't want to be fighting with people for the next four years. We, we, we don't want to be involved in marches and, and these types of things. We, we need opportunities to share the gospel. So always hope for the best, but plan for the worst. Amen. Don't, don't think that Satan is, is like in shock <laughs> that Trump won. Don't think that Satan is in any way uh, hampered by this. He uses whatever tools are available to him. And there's always going to be the same danger for believers. Satan wants to blind the eyes of those who don't believe. So therefore, we need to be sober and be vigilant. Be, be on alert at not just looking for opportunities, but avoiding some of the dangers that right. may be just around the corner. Mm. Want to tell you some wise advice this afternoon as we move forward from this historic election with election with Dr. Marshall Wicks from the Word of Life Bible Institute in Hudson. I want to remind you that uh, if you never have had a chance to visit the campus, uh, got a great uh, evening uh, planned on December the 9th. It is the Magi Tour there at their uh, campus uh, in Hudson, Florida, just off the Suncoast Parkway on Highway 52. Just had a little west a little bit and uh, you'll see the signs word of life take a right there and uh for those of you uh want to get some tickets head on over to the eventbrite site eventbrite and uh, get yourself logged in and it's the magi tour word of life bible institute dr wicks good for being with you then oh, it was good to be with you bill all right let's take a time out we'll check in with srn news when i come back the clock is ticking if you haven't made your decision for your medicare elections for 2017 in studio, Fernando Suspedes is with me, and we'll talk about uh, what you need to be doing right now. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 